Welcome back, listeners. I'm Amaya. I'm Rainy. I'm Toriana. And I'm Dominique. And you're listening to Freedom Unshackled, the podcast. So welcome, Donald, back. Welcome back, I should be saying, to Freedom Unshackled, the podcast. So for all of you who need a refresher, Donald joined us, I think, for one of our early episodes. Maybe it was the second one. Um, and gave us the perspective of what it's like exactly a little overview of his story, his background and life um, in male prison um, and jail as well. Um, So you're already acquainted with our viewers, but for anyone who's just tuning in, didn't catch that episode, you get to learn about Donald. He's also a fellow member of the coalition. He's actually a board member, one of the the top people leading us in our uh, journey for helping incarcerated folk. So welcome back. How's your day so far? Well, my day so far hasn't been bad at all. I, I can't complain. Okay. Um, I, I I went out and, I, and I'm back. So yeah, I can't complain. That's good. I think last mm-hmm. time we spoke to you was probably the depths of winter. So we're all in a better space in now. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, when you got to put that air conditioning in, that's just another bill. So I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, I don't know. True, true. Especially that sweltering New York. Always a mess out here, yo. It don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, it's been a while since our last episode. We've kind of been having some challenges uh, securing people for interview to talk about this topic of sexual assault. Um, we obviously recognize this is a very difficult topic to discuss and to hear and listen to. So again, a content warning is provided and you can look below at our show notes to see what exactly I'll be discussing that may uh, this may not be that for you or what parts you can't listen to, but Donald will be a great person to guide us through this episode. So thank you so much. So we're focusing obviously on your story. So male prisons and sexual assault. Um, we've spoken to a few people that haven't had it aired their stories, but it was usually women. And when you think sexual assault, you typically tend to think of women, but there's obviously the male side to it. So we're happy to have you on so that you can kind of discuss that with us. So that being said, our first question for you is, um, what are some common misconceptions about sex in male prisons? What do people get wrong? Um, I don't even know if, I, I don't know if, there, if there's a misconception. I don't know if people get it wrong. I mean, when you look at TV, when you look at television shows and they're showing you um, scenes where um, a male a male um, actor is going to prison, it pretty much um, highlights, you know, saying um, sexual homosexual activity. It pretty much highlights that there, you know, what I'm saying it's big Bob there, and you know you can't drop the soap, you know, and I don't know if there's really. I don't, I don't know if there's any really misconceptions. I think it, you know, um, we've been, we've been trained to, you know what I'm saying? To understand that when you go to jail, that there's a possibility that, you know, someone's going to, um, that someone's going to try you, you know? That's basically what I was getting at that, that quote you said, uh, dropping the soap. Cause that's what, for some reason, like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you the first time I heard that. Cause it's obviously been heard from such a young age. So that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what my first thought was, was, was sayings like that. So you say that those, those ideas we have, people that haven't been in prison, that, that actually rings true 
when you're yeah, there? They, it, it, it rings true. I mean, well, I mean, not literally dropping, really depending on where you're at, because there are um, maximum security prisons where um, sexual assault takes place a lot. So they um, kind of, um, the Department of Correction kind of um, clamped down on, you know, um, the age limit that comes in there. Um, they look at the criteria of the crime. Um, they look. They look at. Um, you know, they 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 definitely look at. You know, what I'm saying um, the sexual orientation of the person. See, a person that's a person that's that's openly gay. A person that's openly gay, they're more susceptible to send them in to like calm the population. <laughs> Who's they sending them in? Um, um, the wardens and the deputy wardens and you, your sergeants and your senior officers. You know, um, because you have some. You have there's a lot of angry men. And most of those angry men that are there are men who deal, who engage in homosexual activity or who has been um, molested at some point in their life. Hmm. And they follow suit. And um, me being an open homosexual coming in there, when they look at my record, they can pretty much see that um, that I'm seasoned with, you know what I'm saying, um, recidivism coming back and forth throughout the prison system. So they would have a, they, they'll pretty much have an idea that I would know how to handle myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I could probably get, I could probably um, calm down certain individuals in there. And um, without telling me, they'll put me in there, but I understand what they're doing, you understand? Because I know, you know, I know the level of, I know the level of um, um, incarceration I can take. I know that I, I, I know that I can be in a, in a maximum security jail and be okay. So um, I know how to- Yeah, you think there's mm -hmm. like some sort of strategic planning on placing based on sexual orientation? I, I believe that there is a strategic planning, you know, um, um, if you get the typical white boy, you know what I'm saying, that is um, 18 years old, 19 years old, blonde hair, you know what I'm saying, real smooth skin, they're not going to really push him in, they're not going to really push him in population um, around a whole bunch of black guys. Mm -hmm. What they'll do is they'll push him in population about around a whole bunch of white guys who are also um, um, doing life in prison that engage in sexual activity or that have been um, abused as a child. Because a lot of that you learn through co communication with other inmates that a lot of them guys had um, had real bad experiences when they were kids, mm -hmm. you know? And now that they're, now that they're incarcerated, um, they get a chance to act that out. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Kind of going off that, and this is a broad question, but I'm curious what your opinion is. So do you think that that culture around like sexual, like being sexually active in prison, do you think that's something that would naturally occur? Or do you think our perceptions before going to prison, so like our ideas 
so these men go to prison, they have ideas that, oh, we're going to have, there's going to be a lot of sex going on with this. And like the, the guards have that same idea. Do you think that actually creates that environment? No, 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 no. You think guys? No, I don't, I, I, no. I think guys come in there, you know, I think guys come in there with, um, um, with the intention on doing their prison time. And um, they're probably told from, way back when they were young when you go to the prison you just go in there and you mind your business you do your time and you go home however they do in the back of their mind they do know that this type of um this type of um activity exists you know saying homosexuality um 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 gender to gender relationships um marriages they know that it exists and um some find themselves in the middle of it, and some know, and some know how to um, move away. Like a lot of guys that go in, um, a lot of guys that go in these maximum prisons, who um, who just who, who want to escape, they become they become they they become part of a cult, hmm. whether that be um, religious or gang affiliated. So they become part of a cult. You know what I'm saying? And that helps them, that helps guide them through. Now, in that cult, you have those guys that go. So um, sometimes, it, you know what I'm saying, sometimes it's not a good choice, you know. But most of the guys that I know, they become Muslim or um, um, they become Hebrew, you know what I'm saying. Um, and um, sometimes they escape. And sometimes, sometimes they escape it and sometimes they don't because it's all throughout the prison system. Even with the officers, you have certain officers who look for certain type of um, 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 transgender women, transgender women, transgender men, and they kind of like, um, they enforce, you know what I'm saying? They enforce the rules a little bit harder on them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And in order for you to get the rules off of you, you know, they have to do certain favors. Yeah. That's been going on for years. And um, it's it's I think within the past, I want I want to say within the past five years, you know, there's really been a um a um a flashlight, you know, they they really been having um they've been really magnifying it, you know, and it's it's starting to come out now, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas years ago, you know what I'm saying, it was really kept on a hush hush. Yeah, like a don't ask, don't tell situation. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that kind of your point about like religion just kind of also reminded me because that that obviously comes. I, I know you touched on this too on the previous episode that you're featured in, but how does that relate? Like, how does the culture of men in general and then religion tie into like men engaging in sexual acts with other men? Because well, like, I mean, perception of homophobia. Like, what's that like? In I mean, most of the listen. A real, a, 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 a heterosexual man, a heterosexual man is confident in who he is. He has, he doesn't have any hangups about anyone. You know, well, I would know a heterosexual man. I can have a conversation with a heterosexual man and um, we can get along just fine. And he can, he, without him telling me, I would know that he's just a heterosexual man. You understand? Like the thought of 
him having sex with another man or the thought of um, another man coming on to him or a thought of him um, thinking about what it's like to have um, sex with another man doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't compute. He, you know, that's not what's on the forefront of his brain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's not what's on the forefront of his brain. Whereas I've, all, I've, I've met those who, who have this phobia or they say they have a phobia. Now the ones who are the loudest are the ones who don't want to get caught. Yes, that's, mm -hmm. yes, I hear that. The ones who are the loudest in the prison system are usually the ones that don't want to get caught, you know? And sometimes, sometimes they get away when they're in the prison system because um, when they get home, I'm subject to bump into him. And mm -hmm. now he's, he on exit, now he's ready to exercise. He, he probably wants to blossom when he gets home. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, um, he has more options, there's more freedom. You understand, mm -hmm. there's less people around. But um, the, one who are, the ones who are the loudest are the ones usually um, the ones who are in the closet, deep in the closet. Mm -hmm. And they and they've thought about it, you know what I'm saying? They've seen it, you know what I'm saying? They 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 haven't experienced it, but they see um they they've seen it happen while they were there, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be um willingly or unwillingly. Yeah. You know. So you kind of like just told us a bit about there's obviously it's with men and other men. Um, so there's some consensual activity around the culture but obviously this like we're focusing also on sexual assault so um, I don't know if you want to touch about a little bit more about like unwarranted sex that's not wanted um, yeah uh, uh, let me think of the year I want to say 1980 were any of y'all born then not no. yet Nine, oh, okay <laughs> 1980 no I'm lying uh, excuse me, 1993. I'm sure y'all will. Uh, three out of four of us were there. Wait, no, 1993. No, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry. Actually, no. Still not the yet. oldest was born in 1995. <laughs> uh, okay, well, no. Yeah, but good. It, give us a little lesson. We're here for it. Nine, uh, 1990, I want to say 1993, 1994. I was on Rackers Island. I was in this building, C76 sentence. I was doing um, a year in jail. Um, I was working in the officer's dining room, the executive dining room. So it's a, 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 it's a dining room area where I feed, you know, the captains, the dep, the wardens, the assistant deputy wardens, um, all, all the visitors that come in, to, you know what I'm saying? Um, the commissioners and all of them that come in through corrections. I feed them, I serve them, I was a waiter. And uh, it was an officer there. And um, he was giving me a real hard time. And um, I never understood why he was giving me a hard time. And rumors circulated that he would try, he would use you as bait mm. and take you downstairs and, you know, proposition you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to him, um, 
he was my type. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on him. The joke was on him. Unbeknownst <laughs> to him, he was my type, you know, 6'6", six, six, big, yeah. And, um, but I, 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 what I did was, in order for me to maneuver, because he was my type, but he wasn't what I wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So in order for me to in order for me to survive, I had to I had to participate. Mm-hmm. Now, when I participated, I had a bet. I had a friend who was a correction officer who I had witnessed these events because they happened maybe two or three times. They happened right around the holiday. They happened Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had her. Uh-huh. That the the even the guard was maybe like tall, dark, and handsome, but the fact that he was a guard and he was forcing you to do that for your survival, yeah. that's where you're like, that's not what's cool. And that's where it's there's a power dynamic. And it doesn't matter if he was a male model, like the fact that he's using his position to that's what he did. He that. used his position. Yes, yes. And um, you know, I um I I think I brought it to my, I think I brought it to the captain. I, I believe I did, but they kind of swept that up. They, they kind of swept it under the rug. He was, um, he was later transferred. He never came back. He went into something happened. He never came back. So that ended that. Yeah. And I was probably, and I would like to say that I was ignorant to the law yeah. because I could have really pursued it. And I probably would be having these conversations with you girls. Now I probably have had me a house in um Miami and <laughs> be living comfortable. Yeah, really. It's not too late, you know. Donald. I see you like Miami. You're a frequent flyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, I don't know what that I don't I was I'm popular, well known, and um I could defend myself, but I mean throughout the administration. Mm-hmm. Cause he can say what he wanna say. You understand? And I don't know at, at during that particular time was I was I ready to bring that to their attention? You know, I, I, I didn't know, that I couldn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody I could really trust. So, um, yeah. yeah and so- that happens, that happens a lot and that happens often. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. you see all these, uh, these occurrences happening, um, is there a process for people to report sexual assault? Is it, is it common practice for inmates to do that? Well, now it is, you know what I'm saying, because of so many different incidents that has happened that have been um, televised. Um, the, um, what happened? The inmates that um, escaped from Clinton, Clinton, Danamora, upstate New York, that incident, um, one or two of them were in a, some type of terrible love affair with one of the inmates. Hmm. And help, yeah, and all that came out. And he was, and she was mad. She she worked in the clothing, the clothing area where they give the inmates their clothes. And her husband was an officer. Mm. And she was in, she was in in this romantic, terrible um jailhouse, because that's what it was, a jailhouse love affair with him. Mm. And you know, so now, you know, um, and most guys now are smart, so they know how to um, flip the script. You know, first of all, she was in she was in, con- um, in, 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 in control 
She had position. She was a woman of power. She manipulated him. And it, it, it's just that simple, you yeah. know? And um, so now they really, they harp on that, you know? So um, in your experience, was there no type of reporting? Like, was that just un, unheard of? Reporting like a an, an, uh, guard, like using his power to coerce sexual what, acts? Wait, uh, what you mean from um, back then or now? Um, either experience. one, but yeah, in your experience, did you ever see that happen? Do you see people say no. like, wow? Um, no, I mean, it, it would be, you know, it would be gossip amongst, um, it, it'd be gossip amongst the prison, mm-hmm. the prisoners, you know, and, um, you know, back then, um, you had a lot of gay men who, who were homeless, you could pretty much say. They didn't have family that really looked out for them. Mm-hmm. So a lot, that was an opportunity there. That was an opportunity because a lot of gay, uh, uh, um, you know, or 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 uh, or some men had that came in there as a straight man and um, transition. Okay. And transition. Um, a lot of those guys, you know, what I'm saying they didn't have, you know, what I'm saying they didn't have outside help and all that. So you know, these officers were opportunities. Mm. So. Um, a lot of that stuff was really kind of swept under the rug. I mean, it was known throughout the jail, you know, so excuse me, with the inmates, you know, a lot of inmates knew, a lot of prisoners knew, okay, he's sneaking off with blase, 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 and blase, blase gonna come back with all these drugs or different pills or many packs of cigarettes and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it was really swept under the rug. Now, um, and, um, Nowadays, within the last, I want to say, 10 or 15 years, you know, it's really, you know, they're really on it. Like the administration is really on it. Like as soon as you, as, as soon as it happens, you know, um, the administration want to know about it and they take swift action, whether it be whether it be staff or another convict. You know, they take swift action. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that speaks to the cultural shift and how we as a society view Gay people, because I think there has been a shift compared to in the 90s being incarcerated, as opposed to kind of now with um, gay rights becoming more of the forefront of people's discussions about social justice. So do you think that, that that's an impact on how it's treated within within the prison system? Within the prison system? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because before, you know what I'm saying, social media is probably the, one of the most greatest things that's ever happened in our lifetime and probably one of the most dangerous things that ever happened in our lifetime. Because it's a a double-edged sword with social media. And um, it's helped a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's helped a lot with um, pulling out the bad cops, you understand? And then um, it's it's made, it's destroyed a lot of lives, you know? It's it destroyed a lot of lives. Like, um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some, some horrible things, and I've um, witnessed some horrible things um, that people have went through because of social media. Social media, social media can kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> social media can kill you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely sparked my mind just to think more of it because of how the change. Because even in one person's lifetime, the culture can change, and it's just not a topic that's talked about at all. Sexual assault 
in general is like we're talking about it more and what's considered like acts of violence and then just speaking to a few women um who could experience that in the system mm-hmm. they were just saying how it's it happens so frequently and like even if like those administrations on it i'm curious like the people actually get uh prosecuted and go to trial i definitely want to look more into that also and i think and, and i think that with women it was really swept under the rug because it was so it, you was it, you didn't have a whole lot of listen you didn't have a whole lot of movies and um um um, um literature dealing with women going to prison and what women go through going to prison you know when you went to jail when you see old when you see old um um, history stories and documentaries about old um, gangsters and stuff like that. They were men, and they went to jail. And, and you didn't hear anything about women going to jail and what women went through. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why it was so kept under the rug, you know, mm-hmm. because um, it wasn't all about the woman going to jail. It was about the man going to jail, whether he be black or white, you know, and his experiences. So it it really, you know what I'm saying, it really overshadowed what was going on through what women were going through going on. I mean, what was going on with women. And um I know a couple of women that like really suffered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really suffered at the hands of male officers and not just male officers, female officers, and not just female officers, female prison, a female um 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 prisoners. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But definitely, I hope we can also get uh, that perspective as well, like actually aired on the the show, because we've we had the opportunity to hear people speak to that and just hearing that the differences and also the similarities between male and female prison systems and how they operate and then how the guard. But the things that I've just caught on are how the guards still in both situations still use their power to uh, against the, the people incarcerated. Sure. I listen, I've been I've I've been manipulated and I have manipulated. <laughs> I have manipulated, you know. I've been a I've been manipulated and I learned how to manipulate, you know. Yeah. And that was my key to survival. Yeah. Unfortunately, was, yes, because if, yeah. if they weren't doing if they if they aren't protecting you, they're they're sure yeah, if they're if they're causing harm to you, they're sure not gonna protect you. They, they, they know they're not going to protect you. Yeah. So what you had to learn to do for myself, I, what I had to learn to do was use them against one another. Yeah. Wow. And it was, um, it was, it was difficult at times, but it was also interesting. Yeah. You know but it was also interesting because you, um, not getting away from the subject, but there, there, there were officers there that who believed that they were true Klansmen. Wow. Wow. And um, I don't care what no one says. If you were around a real racist person, he y'all couldn't he he couldn't stand for y'all to breathe the same air. Mm. Wow. These officers were you could tell that these officers were taught how to be racist. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't instilled in them. They were taught how to be racist. And when you are in a when you are when you are working in a prison system for so many years and you're working with the same individual, you you develop feelings, emotions, and all that for that particular person, that whether that particular inmate. <clears throat> There's a bond there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's a trust there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not screening these guards for cultural competency. They're just no. Standard. Yes. <laughs> no. It's, wow. it's it's well, you know what I'm saying? That's my uncle and you know, and yes. that's my cousin who's really my uncle and oh yeah, it's just a it's it's yeah, it's a full it's the it's a full production. Yeah, <laughs> it's a the production. Kind of in the, the previous episode with Ronnie, she also spoke to that too. Just that it's the it's a whole entanglement there when you have oh. people from they're all they all have each other's backs really in the end of it. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know if you want to either leave us with something like positive for your week or plug yourself. I know you have a bunch of productions under work if you would like to shout yourself out and give people well, um, a better understanding of who you are. Okay, well, um, you know, um, thank y'all for having me. Y'all can also um, catch me um, on my YouTube channel at Dondale Kitchen and Cocktails, hashtag. I got a new hashtag now. It's called Ghetto Gourmet. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so um, y'all be able to catch me there. Um, I'm going to be putting up a, a, a couple of um, new um, cooking videos. I'm not a chef. I'm a home cook. Um, I, I like to make different types of martinis and daiquiris and pina coladas. And I like to sit down and, and, and just talk about life. And Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your insight and for joining us on this hot Wednesday. Yes. Y'all feel it too? Y'all feel it out here? Over here. We're sweating. It's <laughs> okay, great. It's bursting through the phone. <laughs> I refuse to put the air conditioner on. Yeah. Not yet. Too early. Not in May. Not in May. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I, I wake up tomorrow and it's a blizzard. You just yeah. never know. <laughs> you just never know. You we'll just be in never Miami, know. Hopefully yeah, you'll be in Miami. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so Lady. much. It's always Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you, ladies.